morning, good afternoon. Wherever you are, we're back on the beach and I'm looking out to sea and there's a submarine out there uh, with its conning tower, I think you call it, above the surface of the water, but the rest of it's below, or most of it's below. What a spooky looking thing. And if it wasn't for the splashing, I would honestly not see it. It's a great, that grey-green colour and the ocean's grey-green today. That's astonishing. Uh, so today I wanted to continue uh, chatting to you about energy suckers and energy givers. So they often partner up in relation and it seems we're attracted to someone who likes us and somebody might like us because we've got lots of energy and they don't. Um, and so their mission never sets out to be an energy sucker, of course. They become, they wish to be around someone they really, uh, whose energy they really like. But bit by bit, what happens in this dynamic? It's very interesting. The energy giver very rarely values the treasure that they've been birthed with, which is an abundance of energy to give. And so they become accidentally very kind and very generous and very caring. And the energy sucker is not aware of how little energy they've uh, been born with. And so they find it very important to draw attention to themselves so that they fuel up. And that's just the dynamic that works. The giver looks for someone they can give it to and the sucker looks for someone who's got it. And that ends up being a partnership quite often in business and quite often in relationship as well. But the energy sucker becomes a joy taker, a joy killer. And when they see an energy giver having joy, the energy sucker is quite often uh, feels uh, discounted. And so in some way or another, they need to attach themselves and, and cause the energy giver to have less happiness, less joy. Less joy. Joy is not always a, joy is not always a uh, laughter. It, it's joy is quite often an inner smile. I would say joy is the secret to all of life: is to continually have that confidence that we talk about through gratitude, presence, certainty, and love. And so, the energy giver is born with a gift they don't know they have. And the energy sucker is born with a gift they don't know they have. The energy sucker will get joy from others, from draining them or telling them what to do or diminishing them or putting them down. So they become a great uh, protagonist, antagonist. And the energy giver becomes um, fodder 
until both of them realize they've got a gift. They've both been born with a blessing. The energy sucker is born with a blessing because at the end of the day, they realize they don't have much uh, free petrol and they need to know how to look after themselves without sucking off other people to conserve that energy, which means they need to get more stable and grounded and less opinionated and all the things that we know are the consequence of being an energy sucker. And the energy giver needs to get more opinionated and more uh, conscious of wasting petrol. Because if they don't appreciate what they've got, they'll lose it. And so quite often energy givers end up tired and blaming somebody and energy suckers end up tired and blaming somebody. And nobody's really sort of stepping back and saying, what's my gift and what's the benefit? What's my gift and how can I use it better than just giving it away willy-nilly just because I choose to partner somebody or just because I choose to be in business with somebody doesn't mean I have to release energy in a human dynamic. And getting to a place where you don't emit or transmit energy to another human being without choice is a pretty cool proposition. It means that you allow, and it's a funny word, allow people to be themselves and to have their agitation and disruption and disturbance and tiredness and stress and anxiety and emotion without trying to fix it, intervene. It means for both people, energy suckers and energy givers, there's a way to operate, which is, I suppose, in a more powerful place than being continually uh, trying to fix things in others. Trying to fix things in others. Trying to give more energy where energy is lacking and trying to take more energy where energy is lacking. When a person becomes an the word we call it is self-sufficient. Now, there's a guy, Reinhold Messner. Reinhold Messner is Austrian. He is really the hero of all mountaineers, even to this day. He's retired long ago from mountaineering, but he's the sort of guy that will argue on stage in a presentation on a TED Talk or whatever that people who climb Mount Everest with oxygen are foolish wasting their time because it's not really climbing. Uh, he's a very old school, very strong individual. And I think Reinhold Messner is doing a world tour and if there's a chance for you to drop by a city where he's doing it, it would be a spectacular thing to listen to. He has principles on which he builds his life and the life of a man who's been able to go solo up most of the mountains. Most people spend months um, preparing to go up. He goes up in 24 hours and down, or did. Um, and his principles, well, there's two that I remember really, really clearly. And well, the first one is self-sufficiency, and the second one is values, core values, which, uh, as you know, uh, is part of the inner wealth proposition as well. Reinhold Messner is, uh, as I said, on a, currently on a world tour and you can find him on Instagram or Facebook. I don't think you hear much of his talks, 
uh, right now, but uh, that will probably shift as time goes on. Someone will record it and drop it up to YouTube. Self-sufficiency, which is the ability to hold on to energy that you have without giving it away to people. And self-sufficiency is also realizing that you don't have much of it as an energy sucker and that you need to conserve it. Uh, as much as possible and if an energy sucker conserves energy they will end up being an energy giver and if an energy giver conserves energy they will end up being in self-sufficient uh, as the same as an energy sucker so we can all arrive at the same place no matter what our uh, original state of play was but becoming self-sufficient is not so easy because our opinions have become our mantra one of the reasons that the young people of today the the, 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 the 10 to 14 year olds are having mental health problems is because people are talking to them people believe that your talk, their talk is going to reconcile a dilemma and there's nothing so far from the truth. The only person who benefits from talking is the talker. The receiver of talking usually gets snowballed or snowstreamed or overwhelmed or smothered by, by the talk. And so we think our talk, like even me talking to you now, we think our talk is transmitting something that will make change. But what transmits that makes change is the energy behind our talk, our intent. And so the words are far less important than our intent. And if we're coming from a righteous place or a judgmental or a critical place, if we're coming from a not loving place, our words, no matter how many times we say the word love and kindness and generosity and goodness, if we're not in our words and have words that echo that by giving things and supporting things, if truly our heart is not in the right place, then those words are empty, 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 empty. And this is what's happening to the young people of our time. We have adults being parents thinking that their words matter and not actually respecting the fact that whether they're an energy sucker or an energy giver their energy matters and that energy is not what they transmit it's the energy that they store and hold and feel and own there are techniques for storing and owning and holding energy and that i've gone through them many times on the blog and on the website and they're part of coaching Building energy is one thing, and I think most people know that being in nature and diet and a whole bunch of things builds energy, but, and storing energy is about self-worth, and self-worth is about not feeling sorry for yourself, about having a vision, and a whole bunch of other things. But most importantly is to stop the waste of energy, and energy gets wasted so often because people don't know what to do with it. So one of the keys to not wasting energy is to know what not to change. 
to, to know what doesn't need to change, to know what is actually operating well, even if we don't like it. And this is one of the things that I write in the early stages of the inner wealth is one of the things that you get as a, as a client of inner wealth and as a person who becomes self-sufficient is the ability to experience change even if you don't like it. And separating out those two topics is really important. Not all change is what we want. But if we don't want it and don't like it, we become negative about it and we just drain our energy. And so the skills of holding, building, holding, storing and directing energy, that's life. This is Chris. The submarine has now submerged. Very interesting. Goodness knows where it is. <laughs> Bye for now.